tell me a story? Hello listeners, welcome to our podcast. Nana, can you tell me a story? Every episode we bring you a new story from India. Nana, in the last episode we told the story of the first avatar, Matya avatar. But in this episode, are we going to tell the story of the second avatar? Well, Atya, I thought we would. I even had this story for Kurma avatar, the second avatar of Bhagwan Vishnu ready. But then I thought we should tell the story of a festival we just had, Rakshabandhan. What do you think? But before we talk about that, let me ask you something. Do you know this is a special episode? Hmm, but why is it special? I can't think of any reason. This is our 10th story. I can't believe we have completed 10 episodes with this story. Well, I didn't think like that, Nana. It's amazing. It's our 10th story. How many stories do you think we're going to tell? I don't know, Adya. There are so many stories to tell. Nana, telling the story of Raksha Bandhan is so cool. Can you first tell what did we do on Rakshabandhan? How do we celebrate Rakshabandhan? Yes, I put a tikka on my brother Bhaski's forehead. I did arti and fed him gajukatali and I tied a raki to Bhaski's right hand. Well, mommy helped me for most of it. So did mommy to her brothers and Anjunani and lovely Nani did it for you. But I don't understand why we did all that. Okay, let's tell the story of Rakshabandhan and why we celebrate it. Well, first let's talk about what does the word Rakshabandhan mean. I know, I know. It's made up of two words, Raksha and Bandhan, right? Correct. Raksha has two meanings, protection and a thread are a thread that represents protection. And Bandhan means a knot or tying a knot. Raksha is also called Raki. So tying a Raksha or a Raki means protecting someone? Yep. So let me tell the story of how Draksha Bandhan started. Many thousands of years ago, demons were winning all the wars with gods. The demon's leader was King Bali and Indra was the god's leader. Wait, Nana, back it up. Wasn't Bali a monkey king in Ramayan stories? Great observation, Adya, but that was Monkey King Bali. And this story is about the Demon King Bali. So let's get back to our story. Unlike other Demon Kings, King Bali was a good king. But he still had selfish tendencies. He wanted to control or occupy the entire universe and wipe out the rule of gods. While he worshipped Bhagwan Vishnu and followed the rule of justice, he couldn't control all the demons. But he was famous for his charity. 
He held donation ceremonies every day. And he never said no to anyone for anything during these ceremonies. One could ask for anything and he would happily provide it. So while guards and demons were fighting wars, there came a time when the demons occupied the entire universe and the guards didn't have any place to go. Ultimately, the guards, along with their teacher Brahaspati, went to Brahmaji for advice and guidance. Brahmaji suggested they should go to Bhagwan Vishnu as he was the only one who could help. And Brahmaji accompanied Brahaspati and the guards to Bhagwan Vishnu's home. So when Bhagwan Vishnu saw this party, he knew he had to intervene. But he couldn't interfere in the war between the gods and the demons. But he had to help reestablish the rule of righteousness and good. He told the gods that he will do whatever he can. And this led to Bhagwan Vishnu's third incarnation, the Vaman Avatar, when he appeared as a short man or a dwarf. So Vaman is a Sanskrit word that means a dwarf. So Vishnu Bhagwan as a Vaman went to King Bali's palace and asked for a donation. King Bali came out of his palace with his teacher Shukrachari and said, Welcome, Vamandev. What can I do for you? Vamandev replied, O king, I don't have any special needs. I just need three steps of land for a religious ceremony. King Bali said, Vamandev, why only three steps? Why not ask for more land? I can offer you anything you wish for. Vamandev replied, King, you can offer everything else to others. I need only three steps of land. King Bali's teacher, Shukrachari, looked at him and gently said to the king, Bali, this is Vishnu Bhagwan. He is here on behalf of the gods, and before you promise anything, think clearly. King Bali said, Gurudev, I am the luckiest person in this universe. Who is giving to Vishnu Bhagwan? No matter the cost, I will fulfill his wish. With this, Bali took the vow to give Vamandev three steps of land as desired. As soon as King Bali took the vow to give the land, Bhagwan Vishnu showed his real form and he transformed into his gigantic form. He was so big 
and huge that in one step he covered the entire earth. In his second step, he covered the entire space. Finally, he lifted his foot to measure the third step. But nothing was left. So he asked Bali, King, where can I put my foot to measure the third step of the land as you promised? King Bali replied, Bhagwan, Please step on my head and accept the three steps of land as promised. Bhagwan Vishnu did so and pushed Bali to the farthest land under the earth to a place called Sutalok and promised that he will be with Bali and protect him and his people. With this promise, Vishnu Bhagwan stayed with King Bali and demons and protected them. His wife, Devi Lakshmi, was sad. She had to now think of a way to bring him back. So she transformed herself into a poor woman and went to King Bali. She said, King, I'm a poor woman. I don't have anything. Please accept me as your sister. And she tied a Raksha Sutra to his wrist. King Bali accepted her as his sister and said, Now that you are my sister and have tied Raksha Sutra to my wrist, I grant you a wish. What do you want? What do you wish? Lakshmiji replied, Brother, Please release my husband. And she revealed herself. Bali was surprised to see Devi Lakshmi and also happy that now Devi Lakshmi was his sister. And he agreed to let Bhagwan Vishnu go back to his home. Bhagwan Vishnu was very happy with King Bali. He said he would protect him and promise to return back once a year to Bali's palace. After that, Devi Lakshmi and Bhagwan Vishnu returned to their home. Since then, the tying of Raksha or Raksha Shutra or Rakhi to a brother's wrist by a sister is celebrated on Purnima, the full moon day of the Shravan month of the Hindu calendar, and it is called Rakshabandhan. Also, at the end of a puja, or when you go to a temple, a priest ties Raksha Sutra on everyone's wrist, and they recite a slok that represents the tying of Raksha Sutra by Devi Lakshmi on King Bali's wrist. And I'm going to read this in Sanskrit. Yena Baddho Bali Raja Danavendro Mahavala Tena Twama Nubadnami Rakshema Chal Ma Chal This slok 
means I am tying you the same Raksha Sutra as was tied to King Bali's wrist. May you always stay on the path of good and virtue. Thanks for explaining, Nana. But there's a lot of information here. Oh, I have a question. I have a question. Nana, do only sisters tie Rakis on brothers' wrists? What if a girl has a sister and no brother? You asked a great question, Adya. And the answer to your question is that Raksha Bandhan is not just about a sister tying a Raksha Sutra Rakhi to a brother's wrist. It is a celebration of relations between a brother and a sister. A sister and a sister or anyone can tie a Rakhi, a Raksha Sutra to anyone with an intention of affection, love, care, good wishes and request for protection. There are many stories about Raksha Bandhan. I cannot list all of them here, but just to give a few examples. In one instance, Shachi, the wife of Indra, tied a Rakhi to her husband's wrist to bless him with victory in the war against demons. In another example, Draupadi, you know, who was Pandav's wife, tied a piece of her sari to Bhagwan Krishna's wrist that represented a Raksha Sutra and Krishna Bhagwan protected her all her life. In modern history, a Rajput queen sent a Raksha Sutra to a Mughal emperor to seek his assistance against another emperor who attacked her kingdom and tried to destroy her kingdom. That was a great story, Nana. But in every story, it all comes to war between the gods and the demons. Why can't they just be peaceful? That is a great observation. But you know, I think it is a daily conflict between good and bad, right and wrong in our lives, which is represented by gods and demons. Our stories are a reflection of our own lives. But you know, there is another story about why gods and demons fight all the time. But I'm not going to tell that here. I'm going to keep it for our next episode. This is the story for today. We will be back with a new story in our next episode. Bye and have a good rest of your day or night or whatever time you're listening to it. Please subscribe and provide your feedback. We'll see you with a new story in the next episode. And if you want my Nana to tell a specific story, please leave us a comment. You can send your request by email also. Our email address is shuklarrap at gmail.com. I will spell the email address 
S-H-U-K-L-A-R-R-A-P at gmail.com. Bye-bye.